Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to what is, I believe, episode 15 of the Forbidden Love Rugby Podcast. I'm Reese, and I'm very pleased to say that once again I am joined by Ed and Mikey. How are you doing, boys? Hey, yo, how's it hello. going? Hello, hello, hello. Lovely stuff. Uh, before we get going, I'd just like to say thanks for listening. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, we are at FL Rugby Pod on Twitter. I'm at RJJ Blue and Black. And if you'd like to email us like some old-fashioned person, then we are Forbidden Love Rugby at gmail.com. Ed, how do our associated fans, enemies, and others get in touch with you? Please contact me at Eddie Rugby, E double D double Y Rugby on the Twitters, and I might get back to you. Is that, a, is that an Eddie Rugby guarantee? <laughs> guarantee. <laughs> and uh, how about you, Mikey? Uh, my Twitter handle is Mikey S. Harris, all lowercase, and I don't know if it matters. I really don't, and what? I think it's a case of I don't really care anymore. Yeah. I was about to say one day maybe you will, but n- not with that attitude. Not with that attitude, must, you won't. Must, must, must improve attitude. Yeah. Let's get some attitude. Let's get yeah. some impra- some attitude improvers down us, is it? You're still uh, you're still harking back to the old MySpace days, I, I presume. Uh, yeah, all over it, like uh, you and Samson Lee in each other's top eights yeah. on, uh, on Bebo. All over it, all over it, like dots on dice. Sharing, um, sharing terrible, terrible haircut photos from way, way back exactly. in the day. Oh, I can't believe it's taken us 15 episodes to reference Samson Lee's. Uh, was it Bebo profile, wasn't it? It was just Bebo. My... Yeah, there are some who say it was a, a fake Bebo account. Are we talking? Uh, no. Are we talking deep fakes before they were deep fakes? No, this is very surface level fake. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm Sam Sun and I like my ferret. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if, any, if, anyone, if anyone tries to touch my girlfriend, there'll be hell to pay in, in, less, in less diplomatic terms. <laughs> so uh, there was a lot of rugby this weekend, oh. boys. Uh, did you manage to catch much of it? What were you up to? Uh, yeah, I managed to watch the... Um, interesting game of uh, Cardiff and Zebra, I'd say. And it I did catch. It was a slog. It was tough going at times, but <laughs> uh, I'll take a bonus point win nonetheless. Um, and uh, I got to watch the Wales uh, Wales Ireland game as well, which was amazing. Highlight of the yeah, weekend was, for me. It, it was good to see um, an Ireland team lose to a Wales team for <laughs> this season, wasn't it? It can happen. See, it can happen. Yeah, how about you, Mikey? What have you been up to? Uh, another busy weekend. I found myself in a um, in the LC two in Swansea with the uh, with the old oh, wave machine nice. and slides on uh, Saturday afternoon, trying to grab a bit of rugby where I could uh, over the other weekend. Apart from that, then uh, uh, took my little one to uh, at the farm. Then uh, on Sunday to uh, have a look at the lambs coming in. So that was uh, that was quite nice. Oh, awesome, man! What a wholesome weekend. Mm, that, yeah. Lovely, lovely. Sort of yeah. try to try to wedge a bit of a wedge a bit of rugby in now and again in it. Yeah, well, I I tried to plan my my Friday around the Cardiff Zebra game, uh, so that was successful. Uh, Saturday, I don't really remember what I did on Saturday. Uh, what did I get up to? Oh, yes, Ed, you and I went out for a little meal. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we had a double date, Mikey. No, ah, oh, I could have come. The, uh... I could have I could have been the spare wheel, like. 
Exactly. Yeah, we went to um, <laughs> we went to a curry house out in Grangetown called Vegetarian Food Studio. Oh, nice. Amazing. Yeah, we we've, we we we're, we're semi regulars there. I'd say. Is it? Well, yeah. I mean, if any, if if anyone's in the Cardiff area and is after well priced vegetarian curries of all shapes and sizes, and when I say all sizes, I mean massive portions. <laughs> yeah, you will uh, not I, I leave can, there hungry. <laughs> I can highly recommend these guys. I I went for the um, hot chili potato dozer. And it was like a foot long. It was... <laughs> you do. Absolute, absolutely epic. So, sounds then, like a good uh, feed. Yeah. Well, we it's... discovered that night that you, you up until then, were getting those dozers as a side <laughs> to your yeah, main curry. I, 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 I just... <laughs> you know, I, 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 like, like sometimes with um, Indian food, you get like little tidbits on the side, right? So I was like, oh, you know, it'll just be maybe maybe a few inches long, like quite narrow. But no, man, this thing's, uh, this thing's epic. So yeah, if you find yourself hungry in Grangetown, then I definitely say you should... Uh, Check them out. Yeah, right then, boys. Uh, shall we rattle through the news? There's a lot to get through tonight. Mm-hmm. It's been, yeah. as we said, rugby heavy. So, I guess the big thing, something we've been trailing for some time now, is the extraordinary general meeting has an outcome. Uh, did any of you expect it to be 97% in favour of the nah, changes? By the way, not no. not at all. Not not so high. And uh, what was it? Only 230 odd clubs turned out but still that's 97 is a is a high percentage to uh to get it through but does it have yeah. back to that what um oh the guy from last weekend with the admiral was he can't think of his name now and uh, uh, Engelhart. that's that's the Engelhart. guy Engelhart. yeah <laughs> engelbert humperdinck was a, a songwriter of some renown <laughs> and, <laughs> and not and not the uh head of admiral no <laughs> yeah and, uh, so mike i'm glad you've asked i've got the numbers you yeah. uh 252 votes, of which 79 were by proxy, 30 abstentions, and 7 no's. So, yeah. Well, the, abs- the abstentions, I mean, I suppose the 30 abstentions is, uh, it doesn't help, but I suppose no. it didn't matter in the end. I wonder I wonder why you wouldn't Yeah, vote. yeah. I mean, like, I, I suppose you can not know what's best, which, I, I you know, sometimes that's my favourite position to take. Yeah, a bit <laughs> on the fence, sit so long yeah. on the fence, you've got splinters in your ass, like, but... <laughs> well, if there's if it's, if it's one thing to say about me is that you know I'm sometimes maybe on the fence. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was good to see sort of the rest of the clubs are buying into the fact that you know the WRU want to see progress, the clubs want to see progress. Mm. But I suppose the one thing that um, rankled with me a bit, there's all been all, all the all the chat around sort of um, you know where the professional game is in Wales and and, and the rest of it, but. I'm watching a bit of Scrum Five with David Buttress coming in with um, uh, mm. Nigel Walker and Yian Evans, um, and uh, David Buttress being involved in the meetings on a on a business level, I bet, no doubt. Um, representing the Dragons, I'm not so sure, and but that on that level with with the regions is is what I felt was missing. This is all kind of great that the clubs are, are the leader of the charge, voting for the change, but it's a massive bit missing. But um, yeah. That's what sort of hung with me kind of thing. Yeah, so I, I guess just to run through what's actually changing then. So there are going to be... The board makeup is essentially changing. So rather than being mostly club reps, um, you're going to get four independent non-executive directors. So they will be from outside the game. And essentially it opens the way for more business people and sports marketing people, I guess, on the board. 
the chair of the professional rugby board will be on the board. So that ties in, I guess, with what you're saying about the regional representation. Oh, apologies. That's okay. Um, and there will be an elected or appointed or selected representative for the women's game, which seems a bit sort of, we don't know what we're going to do about the women's game to me, but at least I guess there's specific representation. It's a step forward. Yeah. Then you're going to reduce the number of district council members but it will include the chair of the community game board and all changes will be made under the aspiration that at least five of the 12 directors will eventually be women so yeah like it feels like everybody's there right you've got business people from outside the game who are always helpful because you know welsh rugby's like everybody hates everybody really secretly (laughs) (laughs) get some eyes looking at it from afar um you've got pro rugby representation you've got community rugby representation i wonder if we'll hear any rumors of fights between those and yeah i i don't know i, I think do we need to give nigel walker some credit here for actually getting this through so quickly and i guess yian evans as well well of course they've, they've both been sort of leading the charge i suppose like but uh but now one of them's been voted out so like um and I, I think his exact words were thanks for voting me out so yeah, uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's too bothered by that yeah, uh, yeah so, um, I think credit where credit's due for them for them pushing it through and getting it done pretty rapidly. I mean, mm. you do wonder how quickly this would have happened had that program not come come to air. But I mean, nonetheless, it it has happened. I'm and... just trying to get the, the the timeline right here. The last time this vote happened, had that program aired? No, because yeah, I think it was November. Uh, was the last time. I think. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds right to me. So, yeah, it's almost like this has had an effect and actually members of the community game have gone, shit, guys, you know, we, we can't be associated with this. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I guess there won't be any significant change now until November at the annual general meeting. So what sorts of things do we think we'd like to see? I mean, it might be a difficult question to answer, really, because... You know, but yeah, do you guys have like a little mini wish list knocking about? Um, good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think what you want to see is, like, from a community game perspective, is more confidence in the fact that the community games are going to go ahead and be as regular as they have been. I mean, you look around social media and you see clubs who haven't played for weeks and weeks and weeks, be it for the Mikey. weather. Would you like to shoehorn in your Nelson fixture list for the rest of the season here? Hell of a segue. <laughs> thanks, thanks very much. Feel I was, free. Feel I, free. I, was, I was coming on to that, and I'll come on to that <laughs> shortly. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, you want to see people coming back to the game to make sure these games go ahead, or at least maybe not going away and staying there. But as you've alluded to, Reese, uh, probably do a bit of information from my local rugby club. And the um, wealth of... Uh, the, the, the challenge that lies ahead now for the rest of this month and for the uh, leading in, in to, to next month. I mean, mm. uh, the, the fixed list looks absolutely chock-a-block. Now, between the 1st of April and the 6th of May, there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's eight games. You're playing two games a week. That's now, mad. I, I've fortunately been in a position to, to be part of that squad that plays twice a week before now. And, um, it is a hell of a momentum builder. I mean, you 
you you get a couple of wins in or narrow losses and you just keep going and uh what also is quite nice about that you don't get to train either you just go in from game <laughs> i i was i was about just, to ask that actually yeah. so oh, no, 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 no. At, at, at an amateur level how, how do you manage uh, that uh i guess you, physical you, workload you just go from game to game to game i mean you haven't got chance to train i mean if even if, maybe you, you will get maybe say a quick but then again like you play on a Saturday. Uh, you're recovering from uh, for, with hangover Sunday more than anything, and um, <laughs> maybe you're nursing some aches and pains on a Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. On a Monday, sort of train Tuesday, you go again Thursday and rest up Friday, play Saturday. But there's no chance to sort of like get that training session in. Yeah. S- s- sometimes you've got to try and force it in just to sort of get it in, even if it's just to run through on a mm. Thursday after a Wednesday, just to run the lack run the lactic out and make sure yep. the legs legs are okay for, for Saturday. But um yeah there's it it's it's nice to think you, you, when you when you think about it, like you've got to, you're in sort of game mode yeah every every time. Like, you know it's hard to get yourself pumped up for training, like for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, um, you know, I, you, you I, pump I'm... for a game kind of thing. I'm looking at the list now and there's some there's some tasty fixtures in your oh, twice absolutely. actually. Yeah, yeah. So I mean there's there's, there's some semi-local derbies then there's some actual local derbies so you know Brecon Dowlice Pontypool Newbridge Bedlinog Pontypool again St. Geniv and then Bedlinog again I mean Geni uh, Snaggy and uh, Bedrock the, those are your two big ones right absolutely and uh, it's nice they're back to back on the last um, weekend of the game uh, sorry last weekend of the season as, as it is so far like and we yeah. just got fing- fingers crossed for the for all the teams playing there that yeah. they, they, they managed to get squads together kind of thing I was about and to I say think... that everybody comes to unscathed because they're going to yeah, be tasty right? yeah. oh absolutely <laughs> and I'm looking at a, a few of the teams there you know Brecon always a tough challenge going away Andy Powell's um, still up there no uh, Dale McIntosh is coaching there now oh right doesn't get easier then no absolutely not and um, <laughs> a bit of, bit, of, bit of insider information uh, uh, Dale McIntosh's sons went up to Brecon with him to play um, oh, from 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 Anisabal. and um, as 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 far as I'm aware, I think he's uh, his son who plays number eight has been picked up by Ponty to have a run out. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's so good. I, I guess um, rounding back to the uh, the wish list we've got, um, I'm glad we did go on to some community rugby there because uh, you know I think it does show that it has a part to play that there's there's yeah still people on the board just you know not quite as many. Um, so yeah, in the spirit of compromise, I hope that's a good thing. I, I think for me, what I mainly want to see is a top caliber of sort of applicant or candidate filling those external roles. Yeah, it's I don't know. How, I don't know how difficult that's going to be because uh, of the reputation of the WIU. But you really want to see like FTSE one hundred people there now. Yeah, um, I mean, apparently Nigel Walker alluded to possibly. Um, uh, approaching Amanda Blanc to come back onto the scene as as the new CEO, which mm-hmm. if if that happened would be an absolute coup. Uh, it would be amazing. Yeah, and um, you know, I think I think you've got someone who understands Welsh rugby and understands business. Uh, so you know, that would be great. The, but, the, the, the perfect understanding of mix, the perfect mix of understanding from both from both aspects. Yeah. It's a yeah. hundred million pound business, so I think I think the CEO needs to be someone who knows how to run such a 
such a high income business and, 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 I'm not and say, I'm not be s- surrounded by good rugby minds. Yeah, I'm not saying this in a patronising way, but like it's really hard to wrap your head around what a hundred million quid is. Oh, of course. And like, yeah. and the other thing yeah. is that that won't mean there's a hundred million quid in the bank. That will mean that there's lots of different economically mechanical things happening to that one hundred million pound all the time. That you know, I I don't know how macroeconomics works or how microeconomics works but like there's a lot of stuff happening to that money to make it grow and shrink and you need somebody yeah. who understands that yeah totally yeah mega well um, hope, hopefully it, it won't go too quiet now in the coming months but i expect we probably won't hear a lot about this now until after the world no Cup. no yeah. i th- uh just uh quickly a wish list of mine um would be decent academies and pathways um yeah i think uh i think what we have at the moment just isn't working in in the sense of of bringing or nurturing talent up through into the professional game into senior games it's Um, like like with this this proposed eight team elite league i mean Mm. more on that later nope i'll keep my (laughs) um keep my uh, by myself to myself then Mm. Yes. Um, yeah. Hope. Uh, well, if it, it feels to me like a, 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 it will be a bit of a segue, I suppose. But like, it does feel to me like that elite eight is actually part of the plan already. Yeah. Um, in fact, I tell you what. If we rejig the news items a bit, it probably does make a bit more sense to talk about this. Uh, so this comes. Well, first of all, then we hear today that the RFC is withdrawing from the Welsh Prem next year, where and that's set against the backdrop that they want to play friendlies for a season with their focus entirely on player development for Scarlets um, and the reason they've said they're not going to play in the Prem is that the semi-pro and pro calendars don't align but they do want to keep their place in the Super 8 the following year and before we get on to the rights and wrongs of that there's a little hint there that actually the Super 8 might work around the existing pro fixtures do, am I reading in too much into that do you think? Uh- I, I don't think so. It may, it may be like kind of what of the reverse we see of um, of Super Rugby in in New Zealand with um, with the Mitre Ten, um, whereas it'll sort of be the other way around. So maybe where the regions play in the winter and the the Prem or the Elite then play in the summer with um, with a few of the maybe fringe players or boys who could get with who could do again a bit in their legs to come up to fitness or get a bit bit a bit of game time. Would find themselves in that elite, uh, in elite competition, then sort of getting that much needed. And, and much like, and much like we've seen now with the success of having the women's Six Nations televised after the men's Six Nations rather than on the same weekends. Maybe if you've got Super Eight to watch in the summer, you might actually yeah. start to see some crowds at these. Uh, oh, how good will that be, mind? A bit of summer yeah. rugby. Yeah, you know, a bit, a bit of rising stars, summer rugby, cider in the sun. Oh. Yeah. Sardis Road, speak yeah. to me, boy. Speak to me. Well, yeah, well, here it's, we... got, it's got potential, but you don't want to, you don't want it to clash with the sevens or the touch tournaments that that go on throughout yeah. the summer. Yeah. Um, yeah, it kind of sevens, and again, we're going to go to a massive segue here, but like <laughs> sevens, to me like feels a bit like it's dwindling in popularity. But you'd always see sevens tournaments on the red button, um, and all of a sudden, it feels like they, they just they aren't permeating through the rugby public's conscience quite so much anymore. No, they seem to like have a big sort of sudden rise in popularity 
and kind of just as quickly crashed back down. Yeah. Um, there is something in that. Like there seems to be a period where it was it was talked about very hotly, um, but now it's kind of I don't know. It seems mm-hmm. to have. I think it seems to have peaked with its core audience, and they all love it and go mad for it. Yeah, but, can't say it's really niche. It is still rugby, like, but it's it's the specifics of sort of like as as close to as um purist rugby as you can find. You know, there's yeah. not a lot in terms of the breakdown. There's not a lot in terms of set piece. It's just quick in a way and and, and go and, and and get on your way. But like, you know, you see, I was watching a video of Collins and Jira from Kenya. Oh, yeah. What a, what a, what a, what a player the other I day. Know, like, yeah. and, uh, you, you see some obscene athletes, don't you? Oh my. Mm. You know, just chuck about some of the names like sort of Dan Norton by Sally Sarevi like mm. you know you could Harry Baker yeah yeah absolutely and they, they come from all over the shop like and uh, you, you watch and you think my, this, you, my, my god this is how rugby should be played yeah they surely play this type of rugby in the heavens of course like but uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, so if we if we take a look at this I guess Super Eight. Or the, the, there's not a lot of detail out there at the moment, but it sounds like it's going to be a one club from each region plus RGC plus three others from the Prem yet to be decided. Now, if you had a guess, I assume you would have Cardiff, Clonakly, Newport. Do you think Swansea or Neath? Swansea probably because they're still up that level, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Swansea. Yeah, better than Neath at the moment. RGC. Uh, but- no then, without opening a can of worms, who are the other three going to be and why? <laughs> right. Can I get in here? With at least can. one of them. <laughs> Wearing your ponty top. Are you? No, yeah, sorry. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> one of them's got to be at the Valleys. Be it Merthyr, be it Ponty, and you've got to show on one of them in. Yeah, I, I could see it. I could see Merthyr, I could see Ponty. I could see... Ponty yeah. Pool, unfortunately not, because they don't have the A licence. Which is, is which is insane when you think about it, isn't it? Um, I mean, like if you want to have a, a you got Newport there. Obviously, the Dragons are going to pick Newport as their pick, and then maybe like you'd want to see maybe a, a team from the Valleys area, less 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 say Merthyr, just to be devil's advocate, mm. and then you maybe want a team higher up in the Gwent Valley, maybe Evervale. But then Ebervale and Merthyr are relatively close, and then I suppose geographically, or people think on a geographical sense, like maybe Clandovery because you've already got Slatley in it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really interesting who those three are going to be, what the criteria are. But I, it's tricky, isn't it? Because the the other five aren't going to be merit based, so you could make the case that it wouldn't be fair then for the um, the remaining three places to be some sort of meritocracy. Um, let's if we have a quick look at the teams in the in the prem. You've got from north to south: RGC, Clandevery, Carmarthen, Quinns, Ebu Vale, Merthyr, Llanelli, uh, Swansea, Ponty, Aberavon, Newport, Bridgend, and Cardiff. It's uh, it's tricky, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, because God, we have we haven't even mentioned Bridgend in any of this discussion. Just, just gonna say that like that, mm. and Aberavon as well. Aberavon have done done themselves no harm at all yeah. as well. So. You know, is there, there's, but then they've got sort of teams around them, sort of not far away. Mm. Thinking purely geographical kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm quite interested in this. Like, I do like the idea of a uh, higher quality club competition beneath the elite level. 
Um, as, yeah. As long as there's a meaningful stepping stone between yeah. the club structure, which and, finishes at the Prem, and then you know you step up into the elite and then step up into the region. And it, it does kind of sound like that's where it's going to be for, because, you know, it, again, if we're reading into this correctly, that it's going to operate outside of the pro season, then it does sound to me like it's going to be for developing fringe players who are maybe dropping out of pro rugby or trying to get into it from the what would be the next level down premiership a, a bit a bit like you sort of lyrical with a few names like mm. like like kai evans like um yes yeah. hopkins like um dan fish dan, dan fish you know he's he's <laughs> solid he's in it for me he's solid as a rock <laughs> he's easier is your elite your elite 15 outside half and yeah. fullback you can play with 14 plus 13 and dan fish who makes up two yeah you you could see like you know a, a will davis king for example having yeah some real yeah good game very time. good game time yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. so I, I, I think I think I'm, I think we're all for it boys yeah yeah it, I it, think it, if it delivers what it promises yeah and it's, it's, it's got to deliver that and what I'd like to see is like this spark on the revival of an A team mm. and maybe sort of like in terms of development yeah getting that eight the that the A team picked from the elite or yeah. Yeah. Because the squad primarily coming from the elite. But we're looking at the boys like like Will Davis King and the like who who are on the fringe have had 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 that professional exposure. Not saying they're not there yet, but every little Yeah, helps. Like, you, you'd rather you'd rather see the more established tight dead at your region play in at this stage in his career. Do you, with the A team though, do you you know, do because obviously that was a time when there was eight teams on every nation. Now oh, yeah. this doesn't exist anymore. Do, do England even still have the Saxons? I don't know. No, if I, they do, I, it's, um, it's very rare they play. Yeah. yeah. So, like with the A team, then if if we did bring that back, what are they what are they there for? Exactly. Do, do you know, are they to play tier two teams, uh, which you know could, could just end up being red, uh, dead rubber games? Yeah, and you wouldn't want that. Like like when the like sort of there's very eight team games going up against sort of a. a Canada 15 or tour to Japan and stuff like that like but they're, they're, again Japan no no pushovers anymore so that'd be quite a quite a good test for a, no. for a fledgling 18 kind of thing yeah all right lads um one final bit of news then uh Will Rowlands probably won't be ready to play until after D- judgment day which means that unless the dragons qualify for the semi-finals or final of the challenge cup looks like his dragons career is at a premature end Really sad. Really sad if that is the case. Like, you know, um, I, I think he's been one of these players that's been like a real surprise, I, I would say, to everyone because he's, he was relatively unknown in Wales, mm. um, kind of came on came on the scene uh, through Heritage, wasn't it? Um, the Exiles program, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, a bit of a shaky start with Wales. Yeah. I wasn't too fussed on him personally. Um, uh, signed for Dragons, obviously because of the cap rule. Yeah. Um, but it just just became immense. Just became such a, a loggerhead for Wales and for the Dragons. And I think you know his his career has just absolutely skyrocketed since he did make that move yeah. to play for Wales and and in turn the Dragons. So for him to kind of like 
not get that chance at you know a bow out is a, is really sh- a big shame. Yeah, I, I feel like it took him like maybe 10, 12 caps to get going, and then all of a sudden he was like indispensable. It, it was like a switch yeah. flipped, wasn't it? Yeah, and sort of taking on yeah. a bit, taking on a bit of leadership as well, like and mm. and end, ending up being Wales's player of the year. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, he absolutely, you know, done himself an absolute service. Yeah. in being in, in getting that accolade from. And uh, fair play to him, like you know, the dragons have. I think the dragons are missing. Oh, totally. Him, yeah. a player of his stature in the, in their playing squad. It kind of has knock on yeah. effect as well because, like, yeah. if if, if Roland's hand got injured, Screech wouldn't have gone out on loan, yeah. and Cardiff might have had Screech. And you know, I think he's had a decent time of it lately. Like he's as a squad, a wider squad player. I think he's quite valuable. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a real shame, really. Um, and it ties in then with other. People with uncertain contract situations, the list grows. Uh, this week, we're adding Webb, Lydiat, Halfpenny, Patchell, and Anscombe to the list. Although, did you see Anscombe's spat yeah. with Jacko? Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. I loved it. Yeah. None of this is true. <laughs> Incredible. Not but then, but then, my sources. But then yeah. Jackson doubled down. And he was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> like, I'm literally the guy in the tweet. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I am Gareth Anscombe. Yeah, yeah but, but what do you know? But uh, it's, it's sad, and I mean, like, I mean, some of those, I, 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 I don't like to talk these terms sometimes. Like Webb, Lydia, Halfpenny, you can see them coming to the end of their careers, and then Anscombe yeah. and Patchell are, are injury prone, but yeah. they don't deserve yeah. to go like this, do they? Absolutely not. No, no. It's it's, it's a shame when any player's got to sort of like. Move away or, or, or play elsewhere, or their careers are coming to an end because you know, they leave a long legacy in a, and in some circ- and in in some circumstances they leave a, a sizable gap yeah. in in the squad as well. Like, but um, yeah, to go out, you play as, as a player, you don't want to go out with a fizz. You want to go out with a bang. Yeah, and mm. like, and like, um, oh, I've lost my train of thought there a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's gone. I can't remember what I was going to say, but it is a shame. Bless him. It's 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 odd because it's like you know the, these are players who become such um, superstars and and heroes to a lot of people in the last decade or yeah. so, yeah. and it's kind of like they're not getting their chance to sign out on a high yeah. after all they've done for Welsh rugby and, the, and they haven't like it, it like you know. Uh, yeah, they're having to tout themselves on on Twitter, like saying I'm, I'm available for hire, like, yeah, which is soul destroying in some cases, like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's like you know, Alan Wynn going off on um, on the weekend, like being applauded and all around high fives and man yeah. hugs and stuff like that, like, and you know, again, media at his heels, going as here, is this it? I don't yeah. get that. Yeah. Like, the last, like, he's clearly going to get another 160 caps. I guess. Obviously, obviously, yeah. <laughs> inevitable. <laughs> shall we? Uh, shall we move on to the weekend? We we'll do. Should we do the URC first and then the Six Nations? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So to round get the boring stuff out of the yeah. way first. So just to give a little rundown of the results, uh, Cardiff beat Zebra away 34-30. Ospreys beat the Dragons in Swansea 37-18. And Scarlets beat the Springboks 32-20 in, <laughs> in Flanagan. Um So just before we go into any detail then, the URC Welsh regions, uh, Cardiff are 10th, four points of o- ahead of Ospreys on 12th. Uh, Scarlets then 13th on 33 points and Dragons 15th on 19 points. 
So there's just quick math. Six points separate in Scarlet's and Cardiff with Ospreys in the middle. Do any other run-ins? Yeah, go on. So Cardiff have got sixth place Connaught away and twelfth placed Ospreys at home. Ospreys have got fourteenth placed Edinburgh away. And then Cardiff, well, it's Judgment Day, so it's technically a home yeah. match, but it's not. Uh, Scarlet's have got fourth place Glasgow away, and then Dragons in Judgment Day. And then Dragons have got third place Ulster away, and oh, Scarlet's at Judgment Day. Um, Scarlet's on a recent form, that's not a tasty encounter yeah. for the Dragons. I tell you, what, if, if we just briefly go through those four teams again, maybe in just sort of discuss how many points we th- we think they'll get from those remaining two fixtures and then maybe talk about the games on the weekend perhaps yep so yeah uh, Cardiff currently on 39 they have to travel to Connaught and then they've got Ospreys at Judgment Day uh, I think we'd be lucky to win either of those on current form I'd agree with that yeah Ospreys seem to do quite well in, in Cardiff fixtures yeah yeah I'm, I'm worried about that yeah um, yeah, they they just they took us to the cleaners when we played them at Cap, and <sighs> going away to Connaught is never a, a um, exciting prospect. Yeah, Con- it used to be a given, like didn't it? Yeah, I mean Connaught did, are yeah. Connaught are sixth as well, so they're playing for a top six finish. So there's a lot yeah. for mm. Connaught to play for there. Yeah, I don't see it myself. I mean, Jesus Christ, boys, if we do win out in Connaught, I'll, I'll be ecstatic, but I don't see it. No. Uh, Ospreys then, they travel away to Edinburgh, who are two places below them in 14th. I, I can see them doing that. Yeah. 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 Reasonably. Yeah. And then by definition, they'll beat Cardiff or lose to them at Judgment Day. Uh, Scarlets travel away to Glasgow. That'll be interesting. Glasgow are fourth, but Scarlets, mm. I think, have only dropped two points since Christmas. Which is mad to think the start of the season they had. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone would have um, no. called called their running now with how they started the season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, ca- be a good game that. Will. Yeah, I was going to say, come whatever round of the URC that is, seventeen. Uh, that could be the the Welsh fixture of the weekend. I think so. It's up there. And uh, yeah, and I know they say I form goes out the window in a derby, but Jesus Christ, I see Scarlets demolishing Dragons at Judgment Day. Yeah, unless they it's... unless they start picking on uh, on Sam Costello. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, have a word with uh, Moriarty and uh, Tonkis on there. <laughs> and yeah, Dragons, bless them. They've got to travel to Ulster. We're in third. Uh, not happening, is it? Mm, no, <laughs> nothing to lose. Like I think, but... yeah, no, nothing to lose. I think Ulster will just you know just take them to the cleaners. So yeah, part of me is thinking that Ospreys and Scarlets could overtake Cardiff by the end of this. It, it, depending on other fixtures as well and how they go, yeah, and how that how the how the ladder league sort of jumps about in that final few weeks with like dips in forms, up in uh, increasing form, and yeah. you know, everyone's experiencing something, everything. Everyone's experiencing something a little bit different right now. Yeah, it'll it'll be super interesting. But I think I I think my money's on Ospreys retaining the uh, car park cup. Is it? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I'm almost certain of it. Oh, I, I do reckon Dai will bring back the big guns for Connaught or save them for Judgment Day. I I think well, it's we'll see how they go against Sale this weekend. I think is the is the answer. Yeah, we, we've, got to, we've, we've got to beat sharks before we think about anything else, don't we? 
<laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll jump in the gun here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, I, I've encouraged you to jump the gun, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but anything memorable from any of those games? I mean, from if, if if we go in order, I remember just being nervous as hell for the whole Cardiff game. It, it looked we were run away with it at one point, and then I was just praying that we'd hang on. Yeah. Um... Nothing memorable. There was that hilarious moment where no one could catch a rugby ball. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, that was ridiculous. Um, Bumbling around like a grease pig. Yeah, uh, Zebra's first try, uh, it's a, it was a triple movement for me, but one hell of a run from, a, it was the lock, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it was the lock. <laughs> yeah, multiple movements, didn't even get looked at. I was like, <laughs> like I, I, I was... <laughs> you almost caught. Sorry, go on. Go on. Uh, I was just going to say, like, you know, oh. <laughs> uh, it was a great try. Yeah, I think... Great no try. Uh, Zebra's uh, third try was, like, a lovely move, but, like, we really should have defended. It was just loopy and floaty passes and stuff, but, like, any sort of elite defence should have read it, I think. It was it was very, very deep and loopy. And our third try, I, I still can't quite figure out how we scored that. It was so <laughs> scrappy. Uh, there we go. It was interesting. Which one was the third it one? It was like down the left wing. I think Grady ended up scoring it, um, just out of nowhere. Like there was, I think he charged down with his leg or something in the build up to it. Uh yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's it's coming back now. I remember. Yeah. So kind of an kind of like what concerning that we well we can we scored a, a mole, a pick and go, another mole, and a, another yeah, and a scrappy. And a scrappy sort of fluky try. See, I don't think we created very much. We're gonna have to be better against Sale. We got some players coming back, but all right. Uh, Dragons Ospreys, uh, one o'clock derby. Is uh, I, I quite enjoyed the game. It, was, it had a bit of everything, didn't it? It had balls. It had oh yeah. It had attempted murder. And a bit of a, a bit of niggle between uh, Alan Wynn and Lloyd Faber. They're from the off. Yeah. It, oh God. Yeah. They were fighting right from the start, weren't they? Yeah. Um. Oh, there was a. There was what happened? Were they just at each other? I missed the game. But a little bit of niggle, I think. Um, yeah, it, there was a, there was a wreck, and um, it was only about think, two uh, minutes Fay in, Brother, wasn't it? Yeah, Lloyd Lloyd Fairbrother took uh, Lloyd Fairbrother took a bit of an exception to uh, Alan Wynn sort of like trying to push and shove and a bit of shoulders and a bit of a head in the chest, kind of just to uh, <laughs> do, try and push him off the ruck like in a handbags ensued. Do you remember back Amazing. back in the festive derbies where? It was Cardiff Dragons and play carried on, but there was definitely a fight going on off camera within like the first couple of minutes. <laughs> yes, very much that sort of feel about it. Like, was was that the um, Bradley Roberts and uh, Thomas Young? Yeah, yeah, little yeah. Little, yeah. Little, little ankle <laughs> kick. <laughs> yeah, oh, stop it, boy, stop it, grow up. Will that you? was pretty. Oh man, that game, that game maybe killed me. Oh, oh yeah, that was. I love that game. It was like <sighs> it was such a traditional. Derby and it had everything. everything. If, if, and... if it finished the way a derby should, like right to the end, yeah. and with the, and with a prop getting the score, oh, that's how you want a game to win. That's how you want yeah. a game to finish. Yeah, and um, just shout out, I guess, until Lydia's uh, tried on the blind side. That was a thing of beauty. Uh, Morgan yeah. Morris, man of the match, in on the other wing, and then yes, yeah. in Hopkins, I've got to admit, don't know a lot about him, but he seemed like promising, I guess. Yeah, he looks like there's a lot about him as well. A bit, a bit about him as well. Like, uh, yeah. he's not your kind of rakey three quarter that uh, some of the ah, some of the players he, he can be. Like, quite... he's, he's, 
it's quite quite thick and barrel chested kind of thing, and you know, good he, set of powerful legs on him. He reminds me a bit of Dan Baker, in in sort of look. Tom Tom Baker's a number eight. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, nah. like he's, he's he's sort of ginger with a big sort of torso. Like yeah, wearing I, an I Ospreys jersey. Getting, yeah, see, so I see him getting involved in the ruck. I'm thinking, my God, you're a fullback, man. Stay out of the way. Look after that. Look after them. That, that, that hair of yours. That's going to get messed up in there. Eh? Yeah, and, and and your favourite son, Kieran Williams, uh, skinned everyone, including oh. his namesake Jordan. Oh, he's, he's he's doing it for fun these days. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. He's, He's he's gonna lift up his, his jersey next week and go, and like I guess say like there's gonna be like a big big letters on it says Gats I'm you. Yeah. yeah. After after he goes <laughs> after after he goes and puts a hole in Nick Tompkins Nick Tompkins in the Stone X on Sunday. <laughs> That's what's gonna oh, happen. Right. We'll, more on you pump in for that game. More on that in a bit. Oh, I'm, oh, just, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm ready for it. I'm there with him. Let's let him. Uh, let's let Mikey ramp up to that one. <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, Jordan Williams had his sort of five minutes a season where he looks like a real rugby player, didn't he? he... <laughs> he's he's got it. Such like, a good he? try. Yeah, yeah. He's got something about it. We don't know what it is, but he got something. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, 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 I enjoyed that. And then uh, Scarlets, man, like Jesus Christ. <laughs> How? How? Honestly, like what, what I, what I yeah. saw, like Khaleesi was played in correctly. I thought I might just go and park in the car park so I could be near yeah. him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it wasn't just it wasn't just Khaleesi. There was Etzebeth, Banambi, yeah. Mapimpi. You know they were all they were all there. Yeah. Look, um, look, I am. Um, I, I say yeah. Um, yeah. They were all, like was, yeah, loaded, uh, absolutely loaded. Is I mean, the sharks had teeth? <laughs> is this the professionally reversion of Clonakely beating the All Blacks? Because <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but they they beat the All Blacks once. Did 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 they? Yeah, did they? Aye, yeah. Oh, it's, it's not like they bring it out every um yeah. every year, is it? Aye, and I think I think they drank like half the beer in the town or something, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, sorry for bringing it up, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's the closest they're gonna get, I think. Yeah, in, oh, in the with things as they are at the minute. Scarlet's first try. Like Fafita's take from a mad Costello pass, and then Evans's support line <laughs> yeah. just like that was proper swashbuckling Scarlet's stuff, wasn't it? What? Yeah. What, what I want to know is how did Steph Evans nearly not not, not score that opening run? He'd have been how banished. Did he score from, it? He'd have been banished from Flanagan if he. Uh... <laughs> yeah, he, he was there. Yeah. He, was, he could have just jumped. You know, put the, put the Swapped hands of the ball, jumped and, and dotted it down in the corner oh. with his body still in the air. Oh, that frustrated me. That is. <laughs> I watched it. I thought, well, how how can you how can you mess that up? Like you, I tell you, but, another thing that's anyway. striking me is you look at a, a Scarlet's scoreline and you see thirty-two, and you instantly think, well, they must have got a bonus point try. But it was only two tries, which tells tells yeah. me there was you know good game management. They took the points when they had to. Um, they defended quite well, actually. They kept Sharks out a couple of times. It was it was a pretty good all-round performance, I thought. And I suppose that's what happens when you have faith and put time and effort into a system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair play, and, they, gave, they have wait, given people the time, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. And, and you yeah. know, I think everyone was a bit um, nervous of, of how the Scars this season, how the Scars... Yeah. Oh, we just lost Mikey when, when he was oh. on a roll there, but I, I don't know if you want to pick up his uh, torch there, Ed. But... Uh, yeah, I think um, I'll, I'll assume what he was going to say was uh, that 
Dean Peel just should have stayed at Cardiff and not gone to Clapley. Yeah, I'm with you. That's exactly what Mikey was going to (laughs) say. Yeah. But, um, what was no, I going to uh, say? Yeah, well, he's, <laughs> he's back. He's back. Um, yeah, sorry, Mike. Do you want to uh, pick up where you left off there? But... I, I, I forgot I, some some swear words in situ when they were when I dropped ah, out. Fair I'm glad. I'm glad the pod didn't. But pick no, that you're, up. you're right, aren't you? Uh, like, yeah, it would have been very easy just to shag Dwayne Peel off at one point this season. Yeah. 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 And yeah, fair play is, is bedded oh, oh. in quite nicely, I think. When when he was with Ulster, that's a much different prospect, a much different setup, yeah. like in it. So you know, coming to a, a much different landscape in mm. Wales in terms of rugby, um, he's he's done something with with he's, he's made a feast out of out of, out of bread and yeah, water. I mean, to be fair, he is it is a bit two fingers up at those of us who said, "See, you'd have been better off at Cardiff as an attack coach." You know, he didn't. <laughs> he, it's too early for you to go and take the head honcho role. Yeah. We'd, we'd put you up in the parking yeah, hotel every yeah. night. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a long old drive yeah, back to yeah. uh, back to come on. There's, there's Uber Eats, you know, there's Deliveroo. don't know if they've got that actually yeah. yet, but, you know, typical. But yeah, yeah I'm just bitter. All right, boys. Uh, <laughs> so the Women's Six Nations also uh, kicked off this weekend. Wales, this feels great to say, beat Ireland. A Welsh rugby team beat an Irish rugby team. Wow. 31-5 <laughs> England uh, <laughs> beat Scotland 58-7 and Italy went down 12-22 to France in Italy so yeah I mean I, I watched the Wales Island game man 18 months of professionalism versus 4 months of professionalism what a difference yeah absolutely it was um, it was amazing uh, I was so happy for them and like it's it's been you know that team is the same core team that have have been there from from the start and from from the noms uh, you know non professional era and you know what like, when when the pro contracts came in last year you could tell there was a bit of a buzz around the girls and like they were all of a sudden looking happier and more together and I think that was even more so this weekend like you saw them celebrating after the tries yeah. you saw them on the touchlines yeah. when like the camera went to a uh, Tui Pilato when she won man, uh, player of the match I'm going to do that a lot sorry when she won player <laughs> when she won player of the match and like you know they, she was trying to look all humble and like the, the girls are just like you know ribbing her and stuff and I think there's a real yeah. a real camera, camaraderie uh, developing isn't it yeah definitely I think um, when you get a little bit of luck like that sort of not saying that the context of luck but when you sort of start building being able to build something and generate something and like even have it even being able to afford the time to be able to commit yourself to sort of your your, your snc and and your bit more analysis and uh and yeah like i said the camaraderie as well that that's worth it and the camaraderie more than anything it's worth its weight yeah. in gold and like the other thing that i think that was pleasing to me was we finally saw like a Wales team who know that they're better than their opponent they know how to beat them then they just execute the game plan ruthlessly so like all of the tries in the first half were just relentless like pounding at the line off set piece or pick and goes um, yeah. or there was some physicality then with the um, the, the, the crash ball uh, for Hannah Jones's try like we brought a power game because we knew it would work against a, le- a less yeah. professional side yeah, and it's something a lot of teams can learn from as well. Sort of having that dynamism yeah. from a from a carry in twelve. <coughs> <Gatland. Yeah. laughs> I, I think you know as well. We we played the conditions quite well, so there was a huge wind blowing off the taff, 
behind behind <laughs> us in the first half, and I think we took advantage of that. We didn't do anything too speculative. We kept it tight. Um, yep. and yeah, and then in the second half, when uh, Tui Pilato finally got over for a try, like again, that was keeping it tight. Nothing, nothing flash. Just sending fast, powerful people. It weakened and tiring defenses. It was brilliant to see. Yeah. Yeah, just like patient, patient, pick and go, pick and go. And eventually, you know, they she crashed over, I mean, twice, but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> only one counted. But like, how, how often have we um, wanted to see that from like Wales teams where all it, all we need to, to beat a less, lesser opposition is smash them up front, wait for them to start falling off tackles and score the damn try? Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost too simple of a word sometimes, yeah. isn't it? Like, you know, rugby is, I often, a lot of coaches have often said, once brings to mind, in fact, um, rugby is a simple game complicated by idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it is, like, you know, it is catch, it is pass, it is yeah. score. And what's difficult about that? I mean, it's overcomplicated to the nth degree sometimes. I mean, it's, it's great to see these sort of looping moves and blah, 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 the rest of it. Like, but oh, boys, just, boys and girls, just keep it yeah. simple. Yeah, like... You you just start. I I think like in any pro sport, fatigue plays such a huge part, and ultimately I think it's what loses people games or matches or whatever they are playing. And yeah, yeah. You look at the old the old blacks on tour a couple of years ago, and um, you know, uh, particular uh, Ardi Sevilla tackling, you know, trying to trying to grab hold of. Uh, I think it was one of the French players. They played France last game of the tour or the fifth game on yeah. tour was it and they just absolutely looked wiped yeah. out like and uh, Ali Sevilla could do yeah. no more and um, take it uh, for, for, play, play to France taking advantage of a team who were fatigued but it was a long old two or five weeks who were on, on the road yeah. uh, that's asking a lot as well like but uh, like I said playing against that fatigue is, is, is a luxury like, you know, if you've ever done any sort of training in any sport like you sometimes you'll train to failure and your failure rep might not be anywhere near what your hardest thing is so if it, like you know you guys will know like i like my rock climbing and if i yeah. if i absolutely cane it one day and i do like a high volume session at the end of that session i might jump on something easy and i, I can't do it i know i can, i'm capable of doing it but at that point i'm so fatigued it's not possible yeah. and like yeah if you give a rugby team a hard enough time of it for the first hour and they haven't got the condition yeah. things that they could do in that first hour they won't be able to do much after that. No. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we try and replicate sort of train under fatigue mm. sometimes and like... Oh, do you remember active recovery you know, sessions? Falling, falling <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you, and, and you've got to try and sort of like, you know, you, you've just done 10 movies or something else. Now you've got to get up and try and yeah. tackle. Create for the condition of, conditioning for rugby. But, but like in training, it's just makes you want to be and, sick. And the other really. thing is, right, because because <laughs> training is so late. I don't know about you boys, but like the the court is all levels after training like that. You can't sleep. Like I I find myself so awake oh, yeah. in the nights after like a hard session. Yeah, yeah, my adrenaline's pumping. Yeah. I'll have a shower and I'll just <laughs> I'll be just wet for the next hour because my adrenaline's still going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <head. laughs> <laughs> I think uh, just one more bit about the about the, the yeah. women's game. Like, is um, how good was it to see the biggest yeah. crowds? The women oh had? man, yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Like, to apparently, there were quite a few walk-ups as well, which again that ties into my the- little pet theory here that 
you make it at a time that people can watch it and they will bloody well watch it yeah 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 it was it was great to see um like uh, uh, I think I was joining in the emotions at yeah. the end of the game. I was getting a bit choked up seeing them all, yeah. like you know how ecstatic yeah. they were. Cause it must have been, you know, bear in mind as everyone's pointed out with this fixture, the, this this same fixture two years ago. They they think they were pumped like forty four nil by yeah. Ireland, yeah. Um, and uh, you, you know, and now they've they've come and they've just completely dominated this game, and they're finally you know showing yeah. what they can. I mean, do and have always been able to do and but just needed that support from the WRU. Yeah, we did have a difficult World Cup draw, but yeah, the form book going in wasn't great. I was, I think we were like one from six or something. So, yeah. you know, to get, a, you know, it wasn't even a scrappy win. To get an excellent win to kick things off, I think, is some momentum. Now, off air, we were already talking about the England game in round three, but before that, we have to travel to Scotland uh, who lost 58-7 to England. Um, do you know, it feels like we beat them in the World Cup. It feels like they'll be there for the taking, I guess. I think so, I, yeah. Um... And, um... Go on, Ed. Oh. No, go on, Ed. Oh, no, no, okay. go on, Ed. <laughs> um, I caught the last, I think, sort of 15 or so minutes of this match, and Scotland... Um, were very dangerous in in their last sort of like ten minutes in open play, uh, and that's something Wales are going to need to be aware of. I think they're going to provide a, a different challenge to what Ireland did. Um, and I don't, you know, from I've, from what I've read, you know, I'm not sure if like the scoreline is almost um, uh, a fair um, resemblance of what the game was like overall, but you know. Yeah. But no, I, I'm I'm really keen to see uh, Wales kick on here. Like, we we'll be up for yeah. it, I think. And yeah. I mean, fair reflection or not, you take a fifty-eight nil loss in your opening game, and I know that people talk about bouncing back and stuff, but that's a long way to bounce back. Oh heck, I and um, getting you know for any team to get to win their first game that's a great momentum builder we've often seen it with Wales in the, with the Wales men's team in the Six Nations they get a good yeah. win it springboards them to the second to the next to the next and eventually I, it's I feel like, yeah, no, I, honestly I feel like if you if Wales beat France England or Ireland first up the slam is usually on in some shape or form yeah uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's uncanny sometimes because yeah like we've you know you beat England away we beat Twic- uh, Ireland away and yeah, before you know it, it's round three and everyone's dreaming of... Uh, yeah, but... yeah. And it doesn't take long for the chat to start, for the for the, for the drums to start. Yeah. No, I don't want to get ahead of myself, like, but once once you've dispatched Scotland, the, the build-up <laughs> the build up the England game is going to be immense. <laughs> oh, huge, yeah. huge, absolutely. I mean, they, they, they're going to have to put that game in the Millennium Stadium. Everyone is going to go gonna and say, like, watch. They, they, they would be they'd have to aim to sell that out. I mean, first of all, going to watch the Red Roses yeah. for a tenner is just unbelievable value. Oh. Um, yeah. And, and and the teams are going to be at, at better strength as well with coming back from the um, from the GB7. That's a point. And consider that. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's um, Scotland v Wales previewed. That's Saturday at 5.30. Uh, but there's also some men's European rugby to talk about as well. Um, should we do these in order of kickoff? Yep. Yeah. Friday night then. Scarlets, 13th in the URC, versus Breve, 14th in the top 14. Can't see past Scarlets. 
proceeding to the quarterfinals there. Really? Oh, Scarlett's doing that. Yeah. Yeah. James Hook James Hook was, was saying on Scrum Five yeah on the weekend that uh, he sees the Scarlets with the best chance of bringing home. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think they'll I think they'll smash Bree. I, th- I think. Yeah, and and more power to them. I mean, after Bree ruined by holiday to France a couple of <laughs> a couple of months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, more power to the Scarlets. I say. Uh, yeah, sympathy I for think, the West. Um... Oh, I never thought I'd hear on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Breathe, breathe were absolutely shocking uh, in the group stages and, or whatever <laughs> the pool pool stage thing uh, away, yeah. um, and you know with their position in the the top fourteen, I can't I can't see I can't see them come in with the intention of like that. You know, I'm just I'm just going to check. Are oh. they already? relegated um because if they are that might change things like if they're fighting for their place then they they might just send the kids um so let's see yeah. see so after 21 out of 26 games breathe are on 26 points and 13th place Perpignan are on 35 so there's nine points between them so oh, you know they're as good as relegated really yeah, that's not a good place to be in at this point in the season. Uh, yeah, you kind of got to love, got to, got to aim, aim your best resources at, 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 at what you, what yeah, you can get. Yeah, so like. I, you know, if if this is, can you imagine it? I don't know how this would work, but like, if Breve won the Challenge Cup and they got relegated, then would they be in the Champions Cup? Well, yeah. Uh, I think that's well, how it works. So the, it's the, the rules, the, the, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's, it's, well, surely yeah. there's got to be a caveat. <laughs> like, well, no, because remember, well, remember yeah, well, when, when uh, Liverpool won the Champions League and then didn't qualify for it the next year, and I'm sure there was like there was some sort of special rule put in so they could be in the Champions League the next year. Yeah, to defend I, that's their ringing cups. a bell. That's that's ringing a bell. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Well, that, that I mean, I don't think we'll see that. I think Scarlets will beat them, but yeah, part of me now yeah. just wants Breve to win the whole thing just to see what happens. Like I, I, I just want to stress test the system, you know. Um, yeah, fuck hang it. on, I'm just nothing like a bit of stress, yeah. is it? So, uh, dragons. Then I didn't realize dragons had qualified because of how this pool system works. Um, but they travel to fourth placed Glasgow on Saturday. I mean, blimey, boys, I, I'd love to see them do it, but nah, nah. Depends on the approach, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, this is the other thing. Actually, will Glasgow play a few fringes here and save save for the no, league? No, I think Glasgow can win this and guarantee their. Uh, well, actually, they've probably already guaranteed Champions Cup uh, places. But yeah, I think Glasgow. This is Glasgow's sure. best chance of some silver. I think they don't have to beat Leinster to win it. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're gonna win, aren't they? I think so. I mean, it'd be an upset for the ages if. Uh, if dragons did it, uh, I mean, will yeah. they have? Will um, uh, Tompkinson and Moriarty be banned for this? That would be a huge loss for them. Well, Moriarty was just a yellow, was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think that was done. That's, yeah. that's done on the day in it. So uh, Tompkins maybe um, up a disciplinary, maybe a, a fortnight span. Uh, they, maybe they almost certainly have to, don't they? I mean, you, you on... get given a red, and unless it's overturned, like. You know, you know the one that um, devalued like, Ireland's Grand Slam? Uh, Freddie, Freddie, yeah, Freddie so Ireland, Stewart. Ireland didn't really yeah. win yeah. the Slam, really. 
you know, Tracy, which should have been allowed to stay on the pitch. Like, you know, it's fine, whatever, don't care. Yeah, and he would have single handedly yeah. aided the nil nil yeah. draw. So, yeah, it's fine, it's fine, doesn't matter, it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it's, it's going to be Glasgow, isn't it? They, they've, they've had a good season. Uh, right, yeah. then, yep. Saturday night lights, 8 pm. Any of you two going down to Cardiff versus Sale? No, I'll be in mm. Devon this weekend, you got Sandy. A game? So, no, Jen and I just uh, away for the weekend. Yeah. Um, Mike, are you coming down? Um, potentially, there's, there's potential. I, uh, I'm mm. could could have a look and uh, see if a friend of the pod wants to wants to come all. But, I mean, <laughs> Jesus, like Cardiff were in tenth and scraping wins against Zebra, Sailor in second in the Gallagher Prem. Interesting thing. Sale haven't played since I think it was March the 11th. Um, their fallow week fixture was meant to be Wasps, um, which, as we know, those games were all cancelled. Uh, so yeah. they might be caught a bit cold, but at the same time, they're probably going to bring their A team to give them some game time ahead of, you know, the run in for the Gallagher Prem because they're going to want to solidify second place, right? So. I th- I see sale kind yeah. of stacked here, and I've got some real heckling to do yep, with George Ford. <laughs> You're looking tired, George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll come just to see Ford, that. I'm Ford coming what? for that. Yeah, I'm more, all for mus- that. More, more Fiesta than Mustang. <laughs> <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh, I like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's, he, he's, he's, got, he's got it coming. But, I mean, we, we, lost, <laughs> we lost some of our better players back. I mean, Adams is in line, Falato, Dylan Lewis. Uh, who have I forgotten? Uh, one other unforgettable guy. Liam. Liam. No, there was a, there was a fifth. There were five. Uh, I can't remember now. Anyway, um, I don't see us doing it as it stands. I think, I, yeah, no, really? I think, uh, think Sale monstrous. Just totally monstrous. I, I think this is just going to be one of those times where Cardiff just click and absolutely demolish an English team. <laughs> it's probably going to be, uh, I reckon we're going to win 36 points to 12. It's, it's going to happen. kills you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I look forward to your uh, text on the weekend after this has happened, Drees. <laughs> if, if, that, if that happens, I'm going, I'm going to get the game on replay. I'm going to burn it to a DVD and I'm going to frame it. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. commitment. Wait, remember that time we got through the last 16 of the second tier European Cup? Heady <laughs> <laughs> days. I've got it on DVD, boys. I've got it on DVD. <laughs> Bootlegged. Okay. I... You better copy it. You better copy it at VHS. Yeah, just, just, in case. Case. Yeah, just in case we... Yeah. Society eats itself to the point where the only technology that uh, <laughs> remains are uh, <laughs> VHS players. Like nobody knows how the laser works on a DVD player. Uh, uh, you, you can see it happening. <laughs> and uh, yeah, finally, uh, this is the big one in a Saris versus Ospreys. Oh, huge Sunday huge. Sunday fixture. Like that's not on. No, it's it's prime time. That is that's that's the eight o'clock fixture Saturday night. That is yeah. It? I, Imagine, imagine the yeah, scenes. I, like, yeah, you know, you, go on. Sorry, the M4, the M, the M4 is painted black from Swansea to the Stone X. Yeah, that's what it's going to hey, be. I, if they was on prime time, at I wonder who does Saturday. get to wear their black jersey. Oh, actually, Saris have probably got a Europe. No, they've both got European jerseys, haven't they? That's a shame. Oh, uh, he's got that uh, um, 
multicoloured yeah. sort of Hopper, yeah. get up haven't they uh, what's Sari's yeah. European kit like I don't think they're way the chain shirt is like sort of white and orange and reminds me of a of a game of Roblox I, uh, I don't know how we've gotten onto this what I do is because I love talking about rugby jerseys um, yeah the Sari's <laughs> European jersey do, 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 oh I think it's like red and black um Oh, like the home shirt then? Oh, original. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Um, yeah, no, twice. Yeah. Well, uh, it's, it's the European Cup. Saris think that they own it, don't they? And they're going to be absolutely fired right. up for this. Okay. Okay. I'm going to rattle Go off on, <clears throat> a couple of names here, which are going to be the difference. Okay. Morgan Morris, going to be the difference. Okay. Alan Wynn, going to be the different difference. Reese Webb, going to be the difference. I think George North is doing an absolute storm going to be the difference. But no less, Hero of the Hour comes on and save the day. Our man with the plan, Reese Henry, he's going to win it all. He's coming on to batter Maku in the last 20. He is absolutely coming on and carving right up. Reese Henry intercept try from now. Saracen's Oh, he's halfway. doing it. Duncan Jones Duncan Jones said he got hands like an outside half so I'm expecting big things out of a big game player you know, Mikey I've, I've never had to adjust your volume down after a, after a podcast editing session but I wondered today you, that I might have to just you, you, you better get that you better get, get that already yeah. and I forgot one other thing there's going to be a Kieran Williams shaped hole in the middle of Nick Tompkins I, it's uh, going to happen I've... it's absolutely happening and after the debacle, did anybody else see bloody, what's his name? Owen Farrell's Johan Uge Shithousery. Yep, I did. On I the did. weekend. Good, I'm I glad. Saw, because I saw that he, was... got, he got charged down, but what did uh, he do? Well. He fell about all his, all his shins. He got it in the face. He was just, just like one of them French footballers. <laughs> so it's... Uh... It was embarrassing. What would his old man think? What would Andy Farrell think of that? If I was his old man, I would have gone back and given him a battering and summoned a well, fall over Andy about. Andy Farrell's style is he's just going to, you know, he's, he's going to just tell Owen that Johnny's his, his real son. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like he's just, he's just going to rig him up to remind him. <laughs> so, yeah. so he did on the weekend, Owen. You're not my real son. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that would that would that would cut it a bit more? That, that's that's, that's going to cut yeah, it a bit 100%. deeper. Um, but uh, it's, it's, I know it's tough to call because there's romanticism, right? So like, Ospreys have done it. I mean, they, they've beaten Leinster and Montpellier away in this campaign. Um, uh, step too far for me, I think. Unfortunately, no. It's... I think the Ospreys are, are, are a big game team. They, they've become that big game team. They they've had some very good big game results this season but uh, I just if any team go into the Stonex Stadium uh, it's, it's a hard task and yeah I just I think it might be one big game too far for them they win a Montpellier they win a Welford Road and they've done exactly the it's same thing belief, I mean and if like you know you look at them fixtures and the lull there's been between now and that Leicester between from that Leicester game mm. to now Real the team who thinks Ospreys are going to be anything less than bringing absolutely everything they've got, and Toby Booth is a seasoned Premiership coach. He knows a big part to play here, and like Ospreys did look a lot better than Dragons on the weekend. But I mean, Saracens are so far ahead of the top of the Gallagher. And 
I, I think another player I, I did mention just now was going to be an absolute um, weapon for the Ospreys is going to be Stephen Myler. <laughs> yeah, he's he's coming to the end, isn't he? Well, that's it. Yes. Well, he's yeah, yeah, on now. I mean, like, and he's he's had you know, like like um, Toby Booth had gone back a few weeks saying Stephen Myler was his best signing, and I've got yeah. to absolutely agree. Uh, but the, the best signing he's made, best signing he's made for the Ospreys, and Stephen Myler's got a lot of experience in the Premiership, and he's going to be like Geppetto, just sort of playing everyone. You got everyone on a string, you know, balls on a string going into touch passes. Everything's going to be pinpoint, and Kieran Williams is going to set the backline uh, light. I, I, it, Put it like this: I think Nick Tompkins is going to be looking under his bed for a month for Kieran Williams. I, I've got a f- like. I think like if it becomes like um, uh, was it Cardiff Leicester all years ago in the semi, in the quarters rather, like it could have that about it, couldn't it? It could like be sorry, sorry, start running away with it. Ospreys make a comeback and then there's extra time. Like you could see, but if that goes to hmm. bloody penalty oh. kicks, reset yeah. your man. <laughs> He's show Martin Williams. I was done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the thing that. that kills me most about it is that <laughs> if Shanklin had gone before Tom James, we would have won. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, be- I mean, you, you don't you don't see it, do you? Like it's not a thing you think about. Like you, just, you never think, oh, it'll never get to a penalty shootout, will it, boys? I, re- no, I remember no. once I went to watch um, Ponty versus Leinster A down at Sardis, and uh, it was the game that went to extra time and. At the end of 80 minutes, it was a draw, and nobody really knew what was happening, so we all just started leaving. And the announcer just went, yeah. uh, if you leave now, we will miss the best part. If <laughs> 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 you leave now, you miss the best part. Bloody hell, yeah. This is another tangent, but like we actually do quite well for time tonight, lads. So, uh, yeah, a tangent is always worth everything. I, I went down for a pre-season for anyone yeah. it was... a. Uh, Pontypri versus Newbury and it, it, like Newbury aren't up to Ponty sort of level and it, it got to the point where the stadium announcer just lost track of the score and he at one point he went it's Pontypri <laughs> 100 and something Newbury 7 <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a that was a good Amazing. Uh, but yeah for me alright I'm, I'm going Skulls will beat Breve Dragons will lose to uh, Glasgow was it Glasgow? Yeah. Uh, Car- yeah. Cardiff will yeah. lose to Sale, and I think, yeah, Saris will do all space. That's me. Wash hmm. your mouth out. <laughs> How about you? Go on, Ed. I'm going uh, Scarlet's win, Glasgow win, Cardiff win, uh, Saris win. So all the home teams How about win. you, Mikey? Uh, yeah, I can definitely see a Scarlet win. Um, unfortunately, I think the Dragons are going to succumb to uh, to Glasgow. Um, I'd, I'd like to see Cardiff uh, pip it um, at the end. Maybe, a, I don't know, a Reese Carey drop goal or something. And, um, <laughs> um, and I'm all for the Ospreys beating Saracens. I'm all over stuff. it. All right, lads, uh, I think that just leaves us with our Forbidden Loves of the Week, and I understand you both have one, so shall we go to Ed first? Uh, Yeah, mine is... uh, It almost feels wrong to call it Forbidden Love, but it's forbidden in the sense that it's a Welshman appreciating an English uh, rugby side. But, yeah, the England women, just, like, their continued dominance is unreal. 
Um, you know, they were going into this game uh, off the back of losing, you know, the World Cup final. They've had a huge injury list, um, a couple of key players missing. And you just think, will this cause any disruption to the team? Like, were they going to, you know, struggle to sort of get a bit of cohesion going? And in, the answer is no. Of, <laughs> they in, just... in terms of likability, why is it so different from the men's team in 2003? Like, why were they so hated? And how is this, thing, how is this Red Roses team so loved? I, I just think it's the same across all, all women's rugby. Like, it's just almost like there's very few egos I guess and people to dislike um, and it's almost like everyone who's playing international uh, women's rugby are just out enjoying it and playing it and so happy to be there and I just think that feeds back into the crowd mm-hmm. and you just can't help but like you know get on board with it and just be purely entertained yeah, I can see that um I don't know. Are we are we judging this one to be forbidden, Mikey? Because they are quite a likable bunch, aren't they? It's, but it is England. Yeah, yeah. I I I see where Ed's coming from with the um with it. I think um I think we'll okay, allow and, it. And uh, what was yours there, Mikey? My forbidden love this week is Jack Walsh's shirt full of slack ribs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was old school. It, it, oh, it was old poor, school. Poor, was poor it? Lad. it was. Oh, yeah. It was a. Uh, it was a, it was a coach who played like, rugby in the valleys. Yeah. Telling his, telling his <laughs> cycles to go after the young fly off, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. It was. Was it? I don't know. Um, did they identify that on the park, or was that sort of top down? I don't I, know. I like, feel um, like as soon as they saw Walsh on the team sheet, they were like, "Right, Moriarty, you're having him." <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I think yeah. that's. That, that's, yeah, that's probably actually his remit, isn't it? Like you've you've got Moriarty on your team for basically two reasons: one to carry the ball through people, and the other to you know be a bit of a shit house off the ball. Put all, yeah, put all the people. I, 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 that's yeah, that's yeah. forbidden for me. I, he, I don't like targeting players like that. Uh, I would say it's forbidden. What about you, Ed? Yeah, I agree. Like um, he he's kind of like the you know NHL enforcer mm. type isn't he uh, and I feel like he relishes the opportunity but yes forbidden like you, you should you should you should shouldn't like to be a two I'm, 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 yeah yeah there's nothing like, like a few yeah. bigots is there like you know you you, you, you want to see someone sort of getting absolutely clattered but you want them to be safe with it like absolutely <laughs> clattered around the waist I'm all for absolutely clattered around the sternum yeah I'll take it yeah um now that he's up and about and he doesn't seem like he's had any effects from it, you know, you can you can see the bright side, I guess, of him potentially being targeted. Uh, but yeah, I'm putting that firmly in the forbidden love column. That's, uh, that, that love isn't allowed. <laughs> Excellent stuff. I think that... Leave that leave poor alone. Jack Walsh yeah, alone, yeah. boys. You leave him alone. He's only a, he's only a child. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, is there anything else we need to bring up? No, I think we've pretty much oh, covered covered yeah. all the important. That was efficient, Welsh and news. only one dropout. So uh, yeah, uh, I think we should. I think we should leave Not it bad. there before uh, before I jinx us. Yeah, excellent stuff. <laughs> so I yeah, guess so that just we... leaves me to say thank you ever so much for tuning in. 
If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please share it with your friends, get them listening, get them interacting, and that goes for you too. Uh, we're always here to answer your tweets and emails, etc. So, yeah, it's goodbye from me, and I guess it's goodbye from these two too. Goodbye. Shut up.